Good evening. Someone missing? No. Oh yeah, Radhana. She's not here. Oh, she'd learn to do. Do you worship her? That's good. So, any questions tonight? Yes. Uh, again, regarding the song Joseph in London, London. Um, I did not understand the, the translation of the last last line. Uh, it says, "By singing the glories of Srila Prabhupada, all those great souls who are eternal associates of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, even the lowest of men, can obtain the highest treasure of love." I don't know if, if, if there's a word missing somewhere or because um, I thought the, the line was that um, the Bhakti Saparshad Prabhupada was like the, the associates of Bhakti Siddhanta not, not the, yeah that's not a good translation what book is that mm-hmm. yeah no the last line is speaking that he offers respect to all associates of Prabhupada Bhakti Siddhanta all of his god brothers and see, so he puts himself as the servant of the servant of the servant of the Vaishnavas, which is the spirit of the of the song. And at the same time, what's what's said there is also true that what is it by serving Bhagavad and the rest of the group are impressed please too or something like that. It says by singing the glories of Srila Prabhupada, all those great souls who are eternal associates of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu even the lowest of men can obtain the highest treasure of love, but maybe singing the glories of Chula Prabhupada and all those great souls. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, something like that. Yeah. So, what else? Yes. Um, so, I heard you say that when we're chanting, um, we should try and give our heart. Um, and the, also, you know, the Atma, the souls in the heart, um, but it really only comes out when the heart's clean. So I was wondering, before the heart's really fully clean, when we give our heart um, to the name of what exactly is it um, that we're. You're giving a dirty heart to be cleaned. <laughs> Therefore, the first stage of the Mahaprabhu's method, the method to his madness, is chitta darpa, the margin of the cleanse. Cleanse the heart. Heart means the chitta, that organ that uh, of consciousness that is chitta bas. It's a shadow of real consciousness, having reflected actual consciousness that sets the world in motion, hmm. that Mahatattva, or great conglomerate from the Sankhya philosophy, um, that is, is matter that with the touch of consciousness, consciousness reflecting on it, as it's depicted as the, the lance of Vishnu, for example, on it activates material nature, and um, and there are subtle, subtle and a gross side, or a psychic and a physical um, side to matter. So the psychic side is 
is activated, then the physical side is thought to emanate out of that. So the physical proceeds from the mental in a similar way in which microcosmically we sense that our physical actions proceed from our thoughts. We think of something and then we, we do something. We carry it out physically. Um, so anyway, that conglomerate, so the Mahatattva, is is represented by the chitta in the microcosmically in the individual. And that's sometimes called heart, mind. It's even called consciousness sometimes. Or proper because of contaminated consciousness, I believe. Maybe in this Gita commentary where the elemental constituents of matter are described in 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 the Gita Um <coughs> So, um, that's, we, again, Prabhupada called it contaminated consciousness. It's, it's, uh, it's, that's kind of translating the term chit abhas. Chit means consciousness, abhas means like a shadow of actual consciousness. So the psychic matter takes on a subjective, kind of quasi-subjective quality hmm, compared to kind of super-subjective or consciousness proper, which is completely, um, well, super-subjective. So it's, it, it, it's subtle matter comes to life, so to speak, and functions in a similar way to consciousness proper and is the medium through which consciousness proper interacts with the physical um, world, so to speak. Um, understandably, the, a lot of people thinking about consciousness think of the mind to be consciousness. So we want to take that a step further, say mind. We're in this term, using this term, the Vedic term, and Sankhya term, chitta, is a subtle form of matter. Um, and so as it is activated by the reflection of consciousness, then it reflects on the physical matter and impressions thereby take their place in the chitta and then they drive action. So the first stage in Mahaprabhu's mission is to cleanse the heart. So you have to give him your heart if you want him to cleanse it in the form of the holy name. So therefore... It's uh, thought that, or taught, I should say, that in sadhana bhakti, which is stages up to asakti, up to attachment for Krishna, which then turns into bhava bhakti, which is bhakti and ecstasy, which in cultivating that turns into prem, develops into prem, like a, like a bud and a, a flower and a fruit, something like that. Um, that sadhana bhakti up to asakti, is characterized primarily um, not by the longing to be um, associated with Krishna, to enter his lila and um, participate as a servitor there in a particular sentiment. It's not characterized by that kind of longing as much as 
is characterized by submission and petitioning for such, for for sharanagati to be uh, forego. It could be described as my own ambitions or my own sensibilities as I'm the maintainer, I protect myself, I determine in my mind what's good, what's bad. Hmm. Um, I'm proud. Hmm. Um, so Sharanagati is Anukul Pratikul first. So it means the the in Saranagati then we train the mind and when the culture of Saranagati we aspire, I should say, to have our goods and bads, our what we accept and what we reject, what we accept as favorable or re, or reject as unfavorable, to be determined by bhakti rather than by our mind, which and senses, which say, this is good, this is bad. This is favorable, this is unfavorable. We have a new criterion, not the mind in conjunction with the senses, but bhakti. And so we aspire to come to that point of sharanagati, which obviously rises you above the dualities of the senses in all, and mind in all practical, for all practical intents and purposes. For example, it may be favorable for bhakti to exactly, <laughs> but it may, but my, but my mind and senses see such a good student, but my mind and senses may dictate otherwise. So, do I want to live in that world of favorables and unfavorables, or in? In, in the spiritual world in the context of sadhana and really perfect my practitioner's body, my sadhaka deha. So um, then from there you, you, you accept what's favorable, you reject what's unfavorable. There is the the sensibility that's cultivated in Sharanagati that Krishna is my protector. Mm-hmm. We think of we have, we're defending for ourselves and so forth, but uh, you know we, we remember then in the context of that culture, the pastime, the coward pastimes of Krishna, and how Krishna rises to the occasion and protects the you know these are just kids <laughs> from hor- horrible monsters, demons, influences, and negative influences, undesirable things, and so forth, ugly things. Um, that arise in our lives who are present to show themselves and so forth, to protect us from those those demons. We remember the cowherd boys, Leela. We, 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 we recall the killing of Bhagasur and Bhakasur and so on and so forth. And Sripad Sanatana Prabhu has given a nice series of lectures on those. Um, those uh, demons and how they can be seen to correspond with you know, demons inside of ourselves and so forth. And I don't know if those have been recorded, but um, he follows the lead of Bhakti Vinod in that regard. So 
Um, so this is remembering Krishna Leela, but in the context of cultivating Sharanagati. Bhakti Vinod's written a nice song about it, actually. Um, we used to sing it sometimes in Madhavan, hmm? describing uh, the various demons and uh, and uh, petitioning it. It's like uh, yeah, Krishna's done, so I have confidence. Vishvas means a kind of confidence, faith, but confidence. Um, and that it just so happens that, that confidence is very relative to Sakiras also, where there's a confidence amongst friends, amongst equals, something like that. Here is the confidence that Krishna will protect me. Hmm. That's cultivated. And that Krishna is my maintainer. Hmm. That there, um, um, the mood of Gopakrit, of, of so the mood, the mood behind, within Saranagati, the mood behind accepting the favorable and rejecting the unfavorable is the mood of a promise, a commitment. So this is at the root of sadhana bhakti and the anartha nivritti bhajana kriya, the, the practicing life. Pujapachiramar said it's, it's a do-or-die type of entering the fire of ordeal. So it's some commitment. Hmm. Um, a promise. Um, I will do these things, I won't do those things. It's the basic sensibility. And then ongoing cultivation of the favorable Acceptance of the favorable, bhakti rejection of the unfavorable. Then we go, Gopakritve, Rakshikshashadivishvashvo, Krishna, as I said, is my protector. So the mood behind that that's cultivated to arrive at that um, and, and embrace um, and, that, and come to that um, aspect, um, that sense of Sharanagati, that Krishna is my protector, the mood is Vishvas, confidence. Krishna is a faith, a strong faith. It's not a faith or confidence in myself or my own ability, but a confidence in Krishna's ability to do the impossible. And the task is, well, impossible, insurmountable, as I look at myself. So with feeling and, and confidence, in, because I'm acquainted with what he's like, I've heard. So... This mood, then go putve varanam tata. Krishna is my maintainer. Hmm. So the mood behind that is is dependence. Hmm. That I cultivation of the idea that I'm a dependent entity. Hmm. That should be obvious, but we need to cultivate that. Go putve varanam tata. Atmanikshipakarpanye shadvidasharanagya. So humility. Hmm. We can go to Mahaprabhu's verse. And self kind of resignation. The example is sometimes given as like an animal who's domesticated in the hands of his um, caretakers, something like that. So, the Sharanagati and its culture, this is relative to the stage of sadhana bhakti. And so, the, the, the kind of petitioning, the prayer, Full attitude and so forth in that stage of sadhana bhakti will be, should be, focused primarily on 
developing the sharanagati. So yeah, you don't have a pure heart. So you want your heart will be will be cleansed. That you you will uh, develop faith, shraddha, and sharanagati, which correspond with one another. Hmm? As we surrender, then we kind of um, we show, demonstrate practically what our faith is. I mean, the faith is the animating principle in life. There are no skeptics. Everybody believes in something. And not something that can be demonstrated or proved, you know, in the ways that people think it has to be, even the skeptics. So so everyone is a... Uh, is yet Krishna says a person is their faith so life is animated by faith and um, to the extent that it's lacking when well, then our way forward is suspended to some extent so Pujapatrita Murshi used to like to say suspicion leads to suspension hmm. so um, so faith therefore is 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 Active. It's not sitting on the fence. That's why we say that that reason is most beautiful when it becomes an assistant to faith. People think reason is a departure. Faith is a departure from reason. Hmm. We think that that um, doubt causes suspension, hmm. and and faith frees one to move. So it has positive real tangible, positive content. Faith, in the least, is absence of doubt, and in the absence of doubt, there's, there's freedom, so to speak, to move. So, in the heartland of the soul, there's, uh, in the homeland, which is in the heart of the soul, so to speak, the self, that's cultivating Krishna consciousness, then there's, Freedom without any moving with caution, proceeding with caution, an intellect kind of driven life, very careful how you proceed, and so forth. So, Vrindavan is not like that. It's carefree and it's non calculative devotion. There's no calculation, I should be serving, therefore I will because this reason or that reason. Just doing hmm. happily. So, um, so faith then it shows in itself tangibly in what we do. It comes out. You can say I believe in this, but then, as they say, action speaks louder than words. So, what, you may believe in one thing. Don't tell me what you believe. Tell me what you do, because then they can know what you believe. <laughs> you want to tell me I believe this and just tell me what you do hmm. then we can get to the bottom of, of what you're about really and so faith in bhakti which is the which gives us eligibility to tread the path shows up hmm, in our actions so that, and therefore bhakti Vinodakar has thoughtfully put together these two, Shraddha, faith, and Sharanagati. One, the latter, the expression of the former. And as these components 
we're going through and so forth. And Krishna says in the Gita, this is the beginning. Have faith, take shelter of me. Hmm. Don't take don't take shelter of other gods and goddesses and other ideas. Hmm. Like in Govardhan Leela, be a Sharanagata. Hmm. And so, so this is how, then, if you will, according to your question, regarding your question, we give our heart in the stage of sadhana bhakti, primarily. Mm. There'll be some longing also, and some insight into an ideal. We'll be taught an ideal and so forth. And what ideal is being uh, is being presented to us, even intangibly, and influencing our uh, or at that in the beginning, intangibly, invisibly, I should say, influencing our chitta and so forth. We're being influenced to go in the direction of bhakti, but the details of that, and how it will all come out, and that's all relative to our the influences we are under and how we respond, imply ourselves. So, so in the beginning, yes, the heart is not cleansed. So, as I said, what will we do? We give our heart to Krishna to be cleansed. It said he, in the form of the name, he enters the heart as a sweeper. That should be humbling. Hmm. Krishna becoming a sweeper. And he's, like I said, he sells brooms there. There's so many mega corporations set up their, their shop there to attract us with big neon signs and everything and internet and whatnot. Hmm. Google is in there. Hmm. Right. And so, a lot of competition. Some guy just got with brooms, you know. <laughs> But it's magic brooms, magic brooms, something like that. So, so it's, as he sweeps, then what the soul, the self is, you get a, just a glimpse of that, and the light of the self alone, if you will, makes all the other, all the lights of the world seem dim in comparison, like fireflies in the presence of the full moon. Hmm? And they have no attraction. And he's he's sweeping, showing a little bit of the Atma and its prospect in relation to him, just just by the broom. What does it cost? Nothing. Just your faith. Oh, everything. Just give your heart to me. And so to the to the practices relative to where you are. In the, in the in the whole course, in the progressive, successive stages, that's important. I know that you may apply it. That's why you're asking hmm? how to apply yourself in this stage. That you find the heart is cluttered, so you you you, you give the heart to be cleansed. In other words, you, you your focus is is more in the beginning stages on what we call anartaniriti rather than artha poverty. Hmm. So anartha means like false values that we have, hmm. that we're drawn to. Hmm. There's, Vishwana uh, um, Thakur has done a whole um, couple of chapters on anarthas, different types of anarthas. Bhakti Vinod has written about it somewhat differently and overlapping, but somewhat added to that in his Bhajan Rahasya, different types of anarthas and, and whatnot. But this is the basic idea of them. They're, they're false values. 
Mm. I mean, and, they, and so we hang on to them, we, we culture them, they become impediments. Therefore, they're sometimes thought of as impediments. Mm. And they are. Um, coming from good karma, they can come. Coming from bad karma, they can come. Mishra says they can come from aparad. Mm. They can come in the context of bhakti, just like weeds can come when you water the plant. You, know, you have to be vigilant and differentiate the plant from the weed. You, good things could come from bhakti, and you think, hey, things are cool. I mean, I'm more popular now. Mm-hmm. Something like that. I'm going to ride on a wave of that rather than on a wave of bhakti. Mm-hmm. So, so anartha nivrti. Nivrti means to give up. So, to get freed from the anarthas. That's the stage of where the cleansing of the heart is really uh, going on, so to speak. That's uh, hands-on. You know, you want to have a party. So first you've got to clean the place. Get down there and scrub the floor. Get it. Then, you know, it has a, starts to have a shine of its own, and then you decorate it further. So first, first an art and liberty, and, but we don't stop there. As the anartha nivriti is in place, then the decorating begins. That's artha pravriti. So the higher, even in the higher stages of sadhana, then this this um, this this su- culture of submission and charnagati and surrender and selflessness, giving up separate separate um, ambitions from bhakti and so on and so forth. This, um, um, in, in the context of an ashram, giving up your own ideas, how to do it, and who has, as you've been asked, which is in doing, in, in understanding the spirit of service. That mm. it, it is, it's if it's wanted, not just you decide you're going to do some service, but if it's wanted, and somebody of consequence, the Vaishnava asks, so, so forth. This is underlying kind of spirit of service has to be cultivated, embraced, and so they're not, they're not just hovering on the surface, going through motions and so forth. Mm-hmm. And the ego, this this this, this is dying. Mm-hmm. Ego is made up of all these false values and so forth, uh, desires that you know somewhat define us, as I often say. Mm-hmm. So. Taking that apart, and there'd be a little, little bit of uncomfortableness with that. Hmm. Um, but it's more uncomfortable if you don't do that. That's the whole problem. That's what. That's why you, what you want to get away from. Hmm. Just like we were saying, we have to set some boundaries with some people, and that's uncomfortable. We have to do that. Hmm. But if we don't do that, then it will be more uncomfortable. Hmm. So, you, um, um, as this anartha nivriti is, uh, as we accomplish that, and and the principal anarthas are destroyed, then you, you start to come to the higher side of sadhana bhakti, anishta ruchi, asakti, and so then proportionately there's going to be some moving in the direction from the culture of submission and 
face to to and and cleansing of the heart to decorating the heart. There comes longing, hmm? appropriate longing, because now the heart is cleansed. Hmm? In 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 Ruchi, it's very much cleansed. So real spiritual desires take hold in relation to bhakti. In Nasakti, there's attachment to Krishna in a particular way, hmm? based on the sentiment that's now starting to grow. This is the decoration of the clean heart now. And then enter into bhava bhakti, and then that's what that's all about. Hmm? And one is obviously a sharanagata, who's a bhava bhakta, and more. So there's some overlapping and obviously the full, as I say, the full measure of Sharanagati goes with you. It doesn't go away when you enter the Baba Bhakti. And there's a little longing that comes, especially in, a, in, in the later stages of sadhana. It has more value. It has more, it's more um, appropriate and becoming hmm? than in the early stages. Therefore, sometimes some of Prabhupada's disciples who had not passed through the stages of an art in the Britti would ask questions about the spiritual world, and Prabhupada would say, I don't know, why don't you go there and find out, instead of you know, just entertaining their intellect, so to speak, you know, because that's not what it's for. And he would emphasize more on, on the practical services required for, sometimes we say, shravanam, kirtanam, scrubanam, mapanam, you know, hearing, chanting. And if you've heard and chanted, then you'll be there. Here, scrubbing and mopping, and you know, Prabhupada emphasized things like cleanliness and punctuality with regard to the deity worship. People want to want to emphasize you know, talking to the deity or whatever. You know, he emphasized punctuality and cleanliness. And his temples, oh, deity worship, he emphasized it a lot. So even today. Some of those, most of the temples, I would imagine, have a high standard of cleanliness and, and punctuality with regard to the deity worship. So, this is some real, like, down to earth kind of practical things um, that he emphasized, caused us to focus on. And now, you don't want to do that at, at, at the loss of the theory where we're going with it all and think this is this is all that it amounts to and these higher topics that are bad or something like that. You get those kind of distortions, if you will. But um, but at any rate, in answer to your question, yes, this is this is a fact. You give your heart. I, I've said that if you want to control your mind while chanting, then chant from the heart, because whatever your heart is on, that's where your mind will go. Mm-hmm. And so how you do that. There's other things in your heart. So so then you have to to kind of chant in a prayerful type of spirit that that I might become surrendered, that I might become freed from these um, impediments and so forth. And then if if you need to reflect and the mind needs to be active or it's just going to go somewhere else because it just can't hear the name, then you can think of Krishna's pastimes with uh, killing of the various demons and so forth. And I think you know, this is a problem I've got. And chant with, uh, with the hope that the name, Krishna's name, will destroy such um, 
a um, impediment. Hmm? So, in one sense, the giving your heart is is giving. This is what's in it. I give it with the idea to get rid of this and this, make it a suitable place. So some some focus like that, and and some real conviction also that that Krishna and Krishna Nam has the power to do that. And so then he he responds to that and then they feel some some spiritual enthusiasm, some bliss. And you feel, hmm, making some progress. And that bliss makes, like I said, all these other things look very insignificant, like a glow worm in the face of of the full moon. Just a little bit of experience. And so that's what you want. You want experience every day. Hmm. A little bit of experience. The taste for the name. Like one devotee writes me sometimes, and that devotee likes to read a lot. Hmm. He was asking me about chanting versus reading and, and so forth. And um, so I advised you know, the chanting should bear the fruit excuse me, the reading should bear the fruit of chanting attentively. It's meant to arrest your mind with the teaching, the philosophy, and so forth, and kind of corner you, that you might apply yourself in bhakti, which which makes then the reading a transcendental exercise, a transrational exercise. If it doesn't compute out, translate out in that way, then it's just an intellectual exercise. Hmm? So you can read. I read that book. What's next? I read that book. What's next? I read that book. What's next? Yeah. And so you just shoo, you go through it quick. You read it. You, you get the point. Kind of. But it has to come in. Is the idea? You have to take it in and read with an idea to hear something, to read something that yes, that makes sense. I highlight it. I may make a put it on my blog, but I need to tattoo it or something on my on my heart. I need to put it in there. Hmm? I need to make take that of that and we have to see that that is a chintamani stone. Hmm? That's one of the building blocks. That's the uh, part of the ground of the place that I want to go. Hmm? Take that, put that in place, uh, build a temple in your heart. Hmm? So, like I said before, that when I was younger and I used to listen to classes in, uh, in Prophet's mission from different devotees and so forth, my approach to the, the matter was, because everyone wasn't great at giving classes, some were better than others and so forth, but my spirit was, if I can hear one thing in the class that I really know, yes, that's right. Hmm. And I can, and I can, then it's successful. I can make that part of my my being, something like that. Or, or maybe one point that, yeah, that's gives you conviction. Hmm? Something like that. A new way of thinking about, hmm, right. Another, even, and it's even just another analogy of making the same point, like, okay, helps to drive that point, and I can hang on to it by that analogy. Something like, so that you, you want to have, be an active reader, so to speak, not a passive reader, an active reader, that the reading, the hearing, in that context, it could be thought of as reading, can, can 
enter in and bring about a change. And the change should show up in ability to chant attentively, taste for chanting. This is the whole summon substance. You want to make progress? Taste for chanting. There you go. Then you're making progress. And then taste for chanting and you don't need to read even. But then you like to read. So... So, anyway, I emphasize that 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 duty that hmm, better not to chant less so that you can read more hmm, necessarily. Hmm. Read in such a way that you want to chant more. Hmm. Yes, it's not a tongue exercise. It's not an ear exercise. It's a heart exercise. Also, the chanting. This this is what you're asking about to make it a hard exercise. So I'm kind of talking about it in a, in a hopefully fairly comprehensive way. Hmm. Does that help? Yeah. Good, good question, Tim. What else? So did you chant today? Your rounds? Good. It's easy to do that here, huh? She's up at 2.45. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, that's good. I, uh, you kind of in the, in the, well, in this context, the idea that phenomena is, uh, like physical phenomena is neutral. Is neutral? Is neutral. Um, like, how does that... I guess, is that symptomatic of any stage of bhakti where you where you start to... What triggered this idea when you were talking was the, the idea of you know, coming from that place of, you know, this is a good thing, this is a bad thing, kind of coming from the mind and the, the, you know, the false ego. Um, how does that... Um, I mean... It, does one start to perceive phenomena as a neutral experience? Uh, yep. In one sense, no. You, 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 but you, you, you see things as favorable and positive for Krishna, and things that, that are unfavorable, and then you avoid them. So in that sense, you don't see liquor and flowers you know, to be equal. I mean, they are, in one sense, ontologically speaking, just another combination of, of matter. But you see a flower be offered and, and liquor. Well, you could give it to Balaram on certain occasions. But, <laughs> but something... Uh, so it's a little different. I mean, the, the, the ideas given there in the Bhagavad Gita, one sees gold or... Uh, yeah, as as the same, and so forth. But uh, those statements are more about a gyan perspective, and there is knowledge, obviously, in bhakti. And it's the same knowledge as to the nature of the phenomena and so forth. But we, because of the way we go about it, we kind of shift into this other space that that is uh, it's kind of looks like material life rather than gyan, but it's actually spiritual life, because we have favorables and unfavorables. Hmm. 
um, you know, we see devotees, real devotees, we we regard in one way. We see other. We're equal in another sense. We we give all people an opportunity to partake in in Krishna consciousness as much as we can, but we do it relative to also where they're at and so on. So, um, but but yeah, otherwise. Hmm. Gold and dirt are the same, but at the same time, Prabhupada would say, if somebody offers the Gani money, he will go like this, but I will go like this, because I will use it for Krishna's service. Hmm. But that's supra, kind of spiritual. And then you're seeing the world. You know, for the, for the Gani, whose method is renunciation, it's one thing. For us, whose method is bhakti and the byproduct of it is renunciation. The whole the approach is a little different. You know, yukta bhairagya, the term is often given, Rupa Goswami's term, practical renunciation. And then, then, the, then the giving value, we, we give value to the phenomena by way of, just like we do materially, we give value to it based on our perceptions and so forth. We think this is good or bad. We give value to it. Um, in relation to uh, Krishna's service. But the result that the jnani arrives at, we arrive at also. We, Vishwana says the world becomes an abode of happiness. For the jnani, it's an, it's an abode of misery. Hmm. So we, we see it as offerable, something like that. We, we, we excavate its connection with, uh, with, with its source hmm, through engaging in the service. So, a little bit, a little bit different than the uh, the jnani. I mean, the jnani won't, you know, a real jnani won't accept gifts. Hmm. You know, the classic example: you, you give him a new pair of shoes, he won't take those shoes because he knows us. I'll get attached to them. I'll go to a temple, take them off to go in. Someone will steal them. When I come out, they'll be gone. And then there'll be a problem. So I don't want any problems. I don't want any problems. We're not. We don't care. We, we're not interested in whether we, we'll accept all the problems that we have to accept for Krishna. Again, he doesn't want any problems. I don't want any trouble. I don't want to take any trouble. Don't bother me. So detached. Sees everything as good, bad. If it prays. Or uh, dishonor makes no difference. Doesn't just not, not in the world, so to speak. We're very much in the world, but in a different, different light. Mm-hmm. And so, Prabhupada, for example, wanted his sannyasis to dress nicely, you know, in the context of a robe, <laughs> uh, but, you know, clean and you know, presentable by the from a worldly perspective because, that people would think, you know. Krishna's people are together or something like that or you know I can remember as a young man putting on tilak in the mirror and thinking yeah this is like the gopis they do like this you know they want to look look nice for Krishna you know rather than I was a hippie so I didn't care what we looked like at least I didn't you know I thought it didn't really matter you know what you look like what's that you know there are ideas that are more important and, and so forth but then when I got these ideas by the grace of Prabhupada. And there I was, shaved head, nice tea log.
kept myself shaved, you know. He said, if you live in the Dom, like Adarya, that's another thing. And for the men, they can shave every so often, in a couple of weeks or something. But if you're out to preaching, we're old. Now it's kind of cool to have a little beard, I guess, sometimes. But it didn't, it didn't used to be. It used to be like, you know, you look back and you see what people dressed like in the 60s. You know, the respectable people, not the hippies. Then they were all, you know, mostly clean-shaven. and So even, so it's a very different kind of perspective than, than the jnani. Hmm? Get nice things, take care of them for Krishna. Of course, you have to be able to do that and not be enamored by the things in the name of, you know, using things for Krishna's service, not to be used by things. Yeah. But for preaching, then you have to accept things. And Does that help? Yeah. Yes. Um, so within that, within accepting things as being favorable for Krishna and Krishna's service, we still can't really judge qualitatively why things are good, beautiful. That's that's all coming from Krishna, like Krishna's judgment. Is that correct? Like, so we offer the thing. We say, well. We know Krishna likes flowers, for example. So we offer him the flower, but it's not really beautiful or you know, nice until it's offered. offered. He's making it. Is that? Well, it's said that Krishna is so beautiful that things become beautified, that are thought to be beautiful, become beautified in relation to him. His ornaments become beautiful in relation to him, rather than him becoming beautiful in relation to the ornaments, something like that. Everything's beautiful in relation to Krishna. That's the point, right? Mm. When you offer things to Krishna, therefore, in your own mind, there's something to be said for what you think is beautiful or what you think tastes really good. Mm. Means you've got some attachment for that. Then you offer that to Krishna. You're offering your attachment. And so you can offer it with more feeling. If I just really like, you know, lasagna or something, that I, you know, and I think oh, we got to make lasagna for Krishna, you know, as soon as says, Krishna doesn't eat lasagna, <laughs> it's not in the Bhagavatam. <laughs> the Italian translation. <laughs> but it's in my heart. <laughs> I'm supposed to offer my heart, so okay, and and I can do it with feeling because I really feel it's good. So I really so that's in one sense the best offering, you know, that 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 you can you can make, and then your heart becomes cleansed, and and then and you start to like rice and all. No, then <laughs> then <laughs> so um, yeah, you decorate the deity. Means you decorate your heart, and and so this is kind of the way, if you will, that you, you, you the things that you're charmed by or enamored by within reason that are offerable. There are certain habits you may have that are not, and so forth. It goes the same with some talents and abilities, and so forth. There's some place for then engaging them. Of course, ultimately, we want to deconstruct 
our sense of self, the karma marg, when it becomes spiritual, it becomes karma yoga, means I have certain propensities and tendencies and I do them and offer the fruits to Krishna. Bhakti is different in that we offer ourselves to Krishna and then do the things that are favorable to Krishna. But in the context of doing things that are favorable for Krishna, we have a certain psychology and so so we'll see, oh, she's good to be a pajari, she has that kind of psychology, and he's good for construction or something. And, he's a, and so naturally that that um, will play itself out, but in the context of that, then that's kind of, we, we develop affection, attraction for Krishna, and then hmm, we've transcended any necessary propensities and ready to take whatever trouble may be case for Krishna's service. Again, the Gani wasn't want any trouble. And for us, there is no trouble. Because all the problems are opportunities for, for service. So the idea is to con- convert the whole world into Vaikuntha, something like that. But again, excavating the, the world's connection with Krishna. What's the problem? Prabhupada would give the example that if you if you have a serpent, your bed is a problem. But if you take the fangs out of the serpent, yeah, it's not a problem. Mm-hmm. So you have your senses; they're attracted to the world. But if you they're attracted to sense objects, and the sense objects are used for the Krishna service, Krishna service, then they don't become a problem. Mm-hmm. We, we happily kind of transcend the world without even knowing that we did. Hmm. Something like that. Hmm. And from the jnani's point of view, the devotee looks like, well, he's not, he's, he's like a pious person. He has his likes and dislikes and so forth. See, eventually then what will happen, of course, is that you, you, your spiritual uh, life will will develop, and so in higher stages, then what's happening is that heart is being decorated with sentiment for Krishna and attract, and so that's going to come out hmm. in terms of likes, dislikes. Some coward boys like coconuts, you know. Some like the tall fruits, you know. Hmm. Um, so there's there's individuality in the context of that. Mm. That's very peculiar, and then how you sort that out, you have to have eyes to see. Mm. Prabhupada. His another name was Kachori Muki. Right? Mm. Mm. He liked Kachoris. So, well, he grew up as a kid, he liked Kachoris, but he said, you know, his aspiration was to go on a picnic lunch with Krishna eating Kachoris. Mm. So you can see where he was. <laughs> and he had adhikar to had eligibility to his spirituality is coming out through of his day is coming out through his sadhikadeha in some respects we say bhakti is not inherent but at a certain point it's been put in there and now it's there to come out so you're going to see and it's going to be experienced like it was there because it goes in invisibly The seed for your spirituality goes in invisibly, affects the chitta with some impression. Hmm? It doesn't mean that you get an impression for Madhurya Rasa from Madhurya Rasa 
devotee that the next day you're, you know, I think I'm a gopi. You know, it doesn't work like that. It takes some time for that to all to unfold, you know. Hmm. You give know, a seed, you put it in the ground, and then, you know, it's just, it's just like I said, here's a mango. Huh? What? Doesn't look like a mango. Put it in the ground. Okay. Nothing still. Then something under roots coming out. It's going the opposite way. What's that? Finally, some little sprout comes. It takes a long time. The tree grows and then flowers come. Still no fruit. Little fruit, not edible. Next year, you know, finally, finally get a mango or something like that. So you have to identify the impression and translate it into where it's at. How, what shape it takes, I should say, relative to the stage that you're at. And embrace that, feast on that. Hmm. Hmm. So, but as I say, once it's it, that impression is dominant enough, hmm, and you've responded to it enough to make it um, the emotion and sentiment that uh, will define your your personhood in, in the Leela. Hmm. Hmm. Then the experience is going to be something like it's coming from within. Hmm. Even though it came from without, invisibly, something like that. Hmm. It's yours. Well, sometimes people say it's within, and sometimes say it's come from out. So, it has beginning coming from up to down, but in, almost invisibly. And so, as it comes out, understandably, it's, one can experience like it's coming from within. It's me. It's natural. Hmm. Even though it's 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 you've been gifted that opportunity. You understand? Good stuff. Yeah. Okay. So, we'll stop there. Shri Shri Gornitananda Ki Jai. Shri Gauri Vaishnava Guru Parampara Ki Jai. Gaur Bhakta Vrinda Ki Jai. Gaur Premanandi Ki Jai. Jai.